to National Suicide Prevention Line tripled after Logic's Grammy performance. For two hours last Sunday night, the number of calls to the National Suicide Prevention Line went through the roof. Those two hours coincide with Logic's Grammy performance of 1-800-273-8255, which takes its title from the hotline number itself. Following the performance, the prevention line saw triple the usual number of calls as people everywhere were touched by the message Logic put down. Logic's performance during the 2018 Grammys was an incredible moment in suicide prevention. Francis Gonzalez, director of communications for the Suicide Prevention Organization, told CNN of the sudden burst of calls. By sharing a message of hope, and taking the stage with individuals who have been personally affected by suicide, Logic demonstrated on a global scale that healing is happening every single day for people in crisis and that there is help available. The Lifeline took to Twitter to express their support for Logic's message. Thank you to all of the survivors for your strength. We commend you and to Logic for sharing our life-saving resources. There is hope and there is help. You are never alone, they wrote. Logic's song has been making a difference since the day it was released, in April of last year. According to National Suicide Prevention Lifeline director John Draper, said that the day of the release saw the second highest call volume in the history of our service. Then, when Logic performed the song at the MTV Video Music Awards, calls increased by a rate of 50%. With that kind of pattern, then officials told CNN that they were prepared for Logic's Grammy performance to cause another spike in calls and coordinate ahead of the performance. With such an important message, we are so glad to see Logic out there doing good work and making a real difference in people's lives. This is something that I can truly commend. What I'm going to do right now, I'm going to shut my phone down because I know as soon as I start to talk on this video, it's going to start ringing. Plus, it has to charge anyway. But this is good stuff. This is how we should use social media. This is how we should use the Internet. This is how we should use entertainment. Uh, these events like the Grammys, where so many eyes are on you and to make a difference. Now, what I found interesting with this particular story, which may not be popular because it, it's not drama it's not any Hollywood gossip. And, you know, I do talk about drama and Hollywood gossip sometimes. I sprinkle in a little seasoning, a little spicy stuff every now and then. But for me, it, it's about reaching the people and it's about being real. And right now, I really don't care about all of the YouTube foolishness, hits and money. And I really, I really don't care about that. At this point in my life, if I can use this platform to make a difference for somebody and I'm going to entertain you, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, making a difference. We'll have fun, but right now we have to decimate information out there and we have to uplift each other because that's what it's all about. This is what I kind of saw with this one. Look at how at the Grammys, 
they had the performance and they named the song after the suicide prevention hotline. That shows me that there were so many people out there feeling really bad for those numbers to spike. What does that tell us? That told me that there are a lot of hurting people out here. And I can't give you the racial uh, 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 breakdown or, or how much these people made and where they live. But let's just say across the country, across all races and uh, pedigrees, different statuses. Who cares? It's a life, right? But at the same token, we have more means of communication than we ever had in the history of man. Remember, remember the time when you used to have to get a stamp, an envelope, a piece of paper, and a pen, and take time and write a letter? I don't believe we had as many suicides then as we do now. Yes, we had all the problems and challenges in society. There was racism, there was murder, there was crime. Yes, we understand that. My point is, we're losing the human touch. We are so disconnected from one another. And we think we have more ways of communicating. And we do on one level, but the human touch is not there. We don't laugh with each other. I'm not going to say any more. We do, but we don't laugh with each other like we used to. Where you can tell a joke or bring up a memory and you're looking into the person's eyes. Yes, we have FaceTime. Yes, we have uh, Skype. But there's something missing with that. It's artificial. Something in the transmission is lost. We need to sit down with our loved ones and spend time. Not fit each other into each other's schedules. And while we're with them, we're texting and looking at our watch to see. Well, we don't have to look at a watch because the phones have the time in it. But while we're with them, our friends and loved ones and strong acquaintances, we're already off to the next appointment in our mind. What happened to downtime? We don't laugh anymore. We LOL. <laughs> For those who are romantically involved, many don't make love anymore. It's a cyber thing. You know what happened to holding the hand of your loved one? And, and having the luxury of downtime, having the luxury of not having anything to do, having the luxury of being bored. That's a luxury in today's world, whether you know it or not. Back in the day, maybe we felt that it was like a pain, but we didn't know that that was a means to cleanse our mind, to cleanse our essence, our thoughts. Now our thoughts are bombarded with information and our bodies can't keep up with it anymore. So we're thrown out of balance. We're here, but our mind is there. And I see that every day. I see people crossing the street, looking the wrong way, crossing from the wrong side in the middle of the block with headphones on. They're disconnected. They're walking into a potential death. But their minds are gone. We are not here anymore. We're marking time. We're looking at the next posting. Could you imagine for those who are addicted to social media? 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what will be your last post? What will be the last thing that you post to social media? And is that the sum total of your whole life? There are people who I used to communicate with on social media because there are a lot of contacts that I have. And there was one gentleman who used to post to me all the time and he was going to get me to come to New York City and, and speak at this engagement. And he got shot and killed. It was a road, road rage incident. Brother man was a positive brother, but he had a temper. He just got out of his vehicle and the person got scared and shot him dead. And I went back to look at the last thing he said to me. And I never met the brother. I never saw the brother. I never saw a photo of him. That's how he moved on social media. But we forget, and this is the reason why I'm saying this, we forget how precious our life can be. It sounds corny to most people. That's some old old man talk that you're talking, Scurve. But really, is it when so many of our youngsters are dying? The older folks are outliving the younger folks. And even if the younger folks are alive, many of them are not living. You can say that you've been alive for 100 years. Let's break it down like this. Let's say everybody definitely lived to 100 years old and just expired after that. Okay, you take somebody who lived 25 years. Well, you multiply the amount of life that they lived times four. And this is how we're going to even up the scale of how much life that we've lived. Because on the flip side, and this is not a diss to the younger folks, and in their favor, you can take a person who lived 25 years on this earth and they lived way more than a person who lived to 100. So we have to look at it that way. How much life are we really living? Are we just here marking time? And with this spike in phone calls to the suicide prevention hotline, what if that number of performance wasn't put out there? How many of those people would have killed themselves? And not only that, that's also an indication as to how many people are living what they feel is a hopeless life. You take any animal out there in the wild, in the so-called wild, because like I always like to say, we are supposed to be so civilized, but we are living wilder than any animal. They're in order. They're fulfilling their potential and living out and playing their position in nature. They are not wild. They know they're more in touch. They don't have smartphones. They don't have car notes and mortgages and uh, pressure on a job. They're, 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 they've been given the gift of life by the most high and their food is free. Their rent is free. You see, they just have to watch their back because all animals fall on some level in the food chain. And there's something that you can eat and there's something that's coming around possibly to eat you. But I don't hear any complaints. I don't see a dog really in the wild, semi wild, because dogs tend to gravitate toward humans. Maybe that's a bad example. But I, let's, let's put it this way. I never saw a deer have a nervous breakdown. Right? I never. I don't see animals taking their lives. We are supposed to be the highest species, creations, can think and make, make decisions and have the power of free will, 
yet we are the ones taking our lives. You try to take the life of even a roach. Homeboy is going to try to get away from you with all his strength and breath. Anything. I go out and I see lizards out in the backyard. This is uh, Florida, right? So a lot, of, a lot of lizards. I can go out there and probably find 25 within two minutes running around by your feet. They don't bother you, but they're observing all the time. And they make sure, you know, for the most part, you ain't getting me. Now, there are a lot of cats out here. Not an epidemic or a whole lot, but there are cats out here. And I say to myself, how do they, what do they eat? Until, this is many years ago, I saw one with a lizard in his mouth. I said, oh, they got all this free uh, food running around here. They don't need to bother me. When it gets a little cold, they want to have a little shelter. They'll go somewhere warm. But that's it. And I saw one of the same type of lizards sleeping or idling or just being quiet. He crawled up high on my screen. And I got a close-up look of him. I think I snapped a few pictures, but he was smart enough to preserve his life that he can rest and go high. I was digging in the soil after the big freeze down here two weeks ago when it started to warm up a little bit. And any kind of food that we have that we're going to throw away, we, we, we dig a hole, we put it out there in the soil to replenish the soil. We dug up a frog. The frog had the sense enough to preserve its life and dig into the soil and kind of hibernate. And he was waking up a little woozy, so I put him back. I put more soil over him, the same amount. What I'm saying is that we, we're, getting, we're getting it wrong, people. We need to really step back and look at what's really important. And I've been doing that the last few months of my life, even on a higher level. We have all of this technology. We have all of these things that bedazzle us, that we've created, that we have but we've lost ourselves. We don't have the communication with each other anymore. When was the last time you sat around with friends or family or whoever it may have been that's close to you because our lives are different. You know, things morph and change and you think back 20 years, you say, man, it's not like the way it used to be, but whoever your family is doesn't have to be a blood relative. But when was the last time you sat around a dinner table and had a really nice dinner with your family and connected ones where you didn't have to rush? If you had that every single day, if the world had just that every single day, suicides would go down because we'd have the human touch more so. We can find people from elementary school years ago we can find old friends and lovers as they move about in their busy lives but we've lost something we could send them a message and it's amazing man i haven't seen you for 30 years but we're still not connected and it's sad because there are a lot of people hurting out here so in your path reach out to people We've become a people that are so plastic and we wear a facade, a mask. Ask somebody that you half know. How are you doing, man? First thing out their mouth. I'm okay. This is the I'm okay generation or time in our, in our life. We cover our pain with the facade of normalcy, with the facade of everything's all right. 
You go to the mall, a shopping mall, and it just seems like everybody got it going on. And that's not the truth because the majority of those people are projecting because they feel that everybody else has it better than them. And you can have a lot of money. That's not going to be something to buffer you from that sense of emptiness and those voids. There are a lot of people who make lots of money and have lots of money and they take their lives. So that shows you that money doesn't get it. Right now, I'm trying to simplify my life. I mean, really simplify my life. And the more I think of that is the more life I see that I can live. Isn't that something? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having nice things. But don't lose yourself in that. It's such a relief at this point in my life. To be so detached away from things. I'm trying to downsize. I want to be that kid that I knew myself. And I am becoming more and more that. But it's even a joy to have that as my personal goal. I want to be that kid who couldn't wait to get to the gym. Had my t-shirt, my shorts on, had a good meal in my stomach and a, a couple dollars in my pocket. Nothing substantial. Five dollars. I couldn't wait to get to the gym 16, 15 years old, 16 years old My friends were there I had a goal We cracked jokes We listened to music We bonded What do you want to do after? Let's take a walk, man, let's go Go out into the city Walk around Manhattan Talk to the girls around the neighborhood Flex your muscles up a little bit Clean fun Let's go back earlier In Scurve's life I come back from school. We have a class project which involves artwork and drawing. The weekend comes. I get my records out, my 45s and and, and my giant 45s, you know, 12 inches. (laughs) And I play my songs, scratches and all. And I get down on that little gray carpet, that carpet that I loved in my room on the floor and put my drawing pad down and start drawing. It was so annoying that I had to get up every time the record stopped playing and put another one on. But that's the way it was then. It wasn't like you have a YouTube playlist now or a smartphone who can do all these things. But my thing is that I was living. And then you bring your project to the to the classroom after the weekend's over and it's so appreciated by the teachers and the other students like, "Wow, Lance. Wow, you drew that thing so good." And that fed me. I felt connected. I felt appreciated from just the pencil, the pen, and the paper. So now as an adult, I can look back into my storage tank of self-esteem and and my, my storage tank of how I appreciate life. And I have all those moments, so I know there are more. So there's no emptiness that way. So when we have what the modern day Uh, People call online the haters or the trolls. They really don't know what they're messing with. You're wasting your time if you think you can make me feel bad. My storehouse is full. But there have been times in my life that I have been disconnected more so. And that alerted me to the fact, and I'm telling you all this now, seriously, find what it is that brings you joy. 
Find something that brings you personal joy that doesn't involve status in the world, that doesn't involve having to have lots of money or, or the latest purse or the latest car and the rims and the gadgets and all this stuff. I have all these gadgets here in my studio, but I utilize it for the human touch. It's not about, and there are people who have way more than me. It's not about that. It's about using the technology to really touch someone and nothing beats the, the direct touch but now we've used technology so much that we want to project a false image of ourselves like the people at the mall where we project that we have it going on and we are shallow on the inside this is why I can show my life for the most part I'm not going to do a live stream and show, show you me sitting on the toilet <laughs> it would make sense we all do that but I can show you my home. I can show you how I work. You can see me in the kitchen eating. You can see what my wife looks like. You can see what I look like. And sometimes when I wake up, I'm like, who is that monster in the mirror? Because there's no superficial foolishness. This is what it is. And I'm quite content with it. I'm quite happy with it. This is what people don't understand. And it's a beautiful thing. To walk light. So this is why I do what I do. Because I see too much projections. And then we have our frustrations and now we want to battle with people. How are you going to battle with somebody you don't even know? Who won't even show their face? Show your face. Show me who you are. People that know me from many decades ago. They can see the trajectory. Like, man, you do, you're the same guy. You grew a lot, but you, you're the same guy. There's no act. But too many of us project, and we don't share what we're feeling on the inside. And yes, you might not weigh your emotions on, on, on your arm, on your sleeve, because there are a lot of people out here who are looking to hurt and damage people because they are hurt. Like they say, hurt people hurt people. But within your inner circle, use this to reach out. But once you reach out, put the phone down, put the computer down, put the tablet down, leave it where it is. Take a walk with your loved one or even take a walk with yourself and get away from this imaginary stuff that's in your head. Yes, it's real, but you're exposed to too much. Drop it down a sense. And recalibrate who you are with yourself. I know I'm a grown man. I know I'm a middle-aged man. But I'm still that kid who loves to draw. Who loves to listen to music. Who loves deep conversation. I've always loved deep conversation. I love to go deep. I love to speak on the things that I see. I love to motivate and make people feel better. I truly love that. That's one of my missions in this, in this world. It's always been that way. I derive great pleasure from that. While I won't get taken advantage of now. This is not an open book. This is not an open, just rob me of my energy. No, I'm not going to spend energy on negative people. 
But for those who need it, the most high will tell me. And we move through our life and we put good things out to the universe and we will receive great things from the universe. But remember, that person who may act funny towards you, they might really be hurting. I had a gentleman last night and I spoke about him on previous shows. This guy is always high on drugs. I checked up his background. I kind of found out his name. You know, I still got buddies out there who can help me out. And I found out that this guy, he's about maybe 10 years younger than me, give or take. He's always had a cocaine problem from way back in the early 90s. I mean, getting locked up for it and stuff. He's been locked up about 25 times, cocaine possessions. Not, not, not looking to sell it, but just use it. And then he would use other stuff and act crazy. And he got on my bus acting crazy one day and he did it twice before, but the passengers that were there were all guys. And so I let it slide, but now we had women and children and he was talking some serious profanity about acts he wanted to have performed on him in front of these kids. And I couldn't take it anymore. So it was me and him. I handled it. That's all I'll say because a lot of people listen to this. And he came back to me months later and I saw him last night. But when I saw him first, when he got out after his last bid, he said, man, I got to tell you, I apologize. I know I get in that stuff and I act crazy. And there are people around me that feed me other stuff that when we're doing our thing and getting high, sometimes I don't know what I'm getting. But you, you reach me, brother. And I can't say that I've left those things alone. I'm trying. But nobody ever stepped to me that way. And I forgot what I told him. I didn't use profanity. But I explained to him that that's not his mission. You're frustrated because you're hurting about something in your past that you haven't dealt with. And now you're acting out on the world and you're in pain and you're trying to self-medicate yourself. And now you're acting like the big boogeyman, the big monster. But I'm not scared of you. And if in order to reach you, we have to roll around on the ground, we're going to deal with it right now. But you're going to respect these people. See? And it pierced through his high. And I went on a little bit more, and I will say it, it was a layover, and I got off the bus, and I invited him to come off the bus. He got off, and he got in the wind, because he told me last night, bus driver, ah, ah, the way you look, man, I didn't know what you was going to do to me. Now, I didn't say I was going to do something to somebody, but this was not going to be acceptable on my watch. We don't know what little girls and little boys on that bus were traumatized when they were younger or even at that age currently. We don't know what those mothers had to go through. One thing I will say off topic, the men who are on that bus, I have no respect for you because when you thought it was going to be a confrontation, here you go pulling your phones out. I shouldn't have had to deal with that guy with you sit sitting within close proximity to him like that. You know, but you all are punks and that's all you'll raise is punks. And until us as men stand up and lead our families and be an example. Yes, we make mistakes and misjudgments, but we got to be ready to lead now. It's too late in the game. 
And I'll talk about that on another video, but I want to keep it on suicide. I'm going to wrap it up like this. I just want to say if there's anybody out there hurting, I mean really, really hurting, you can call me anytime. Sometimes we don't want to call a hotline and speak to a stranger. And maybe I'm a stranger to you. Maybe you never talked to me before. But if you want to talk, anything you share with me, I will not put out on a video. I will not record you. The only time I record people is when they know it and we plan to do it. Or I'll ask them if what they're saying is so good to say, hey, man, can we record this? And they say, no, it never goes up. You never see anybody in my comment section saying that you did this against my will. Now, if you're some screaming racist out in the street, I'm going to record you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anything personal, no. 407-590-0755. I'm on WhatsApp. I'm everywhere on social media is Lance Skurve. Reach out to me. Skurvemedia at gmail.com. All the information is below. This is what we're going to have to do with each other. We're going to have to reach out and touch each other righteously. Especially in the black community where we don't even want to go to the doctor on a physical level. Now, I can understand on one side, you know, but to monitor our health, the way they're stealing our organs, I don't trust them either. Right. So. Monitor your health and your mental health. We think that dealing with someone who's a professional. Is weakness. But more so than that, let's deal with our families. Families, I see many of us are not talking to each other. Yes, I have those situations going on too in my life. We all do to a certain point, the disconnectedness. We're all running around with things in our head and pressures of this world. And I don't think there's anybody who wishes to be dysfunctional. But most of us, many of us, myself included, we have things that we have to deal with that are in our head, things that hurt us, things, all these different types of idiosyncrasies that we have to untangle. You ever see that ball of yarn that's so tangled up? Well, that's how we are. But in that, instead of feeling that you have to untangle that ball of yarn alone, it feels good to help someone else out, even though you may have challenges. So when you reach out to help somebody else out, right? It feels good. They may reach out and help you. Let's untangle our yarns together. Life is precious. Life is good. Let's be real with each other. Don't believe that everybody else has it so great. Like when you walk to the mall. Because they're projecting. You look at the Facebook profiles and YouTube channels. And people are putting on. I know pastors out here who are trying to make a difference. But I know some of them I know. A secret alcoholics, they have pains, you know, that they have to deal with, even though they're helping other people. I know drug counselors that have that have addiction problems. You know, I, I know people that they're living a life that really goes against what they do in the outside world. So let's strip those things down and deal with the underlying issues. God gave us the gift of life. Do you think he gave us this to take it away? There's someone some force, some energy that doesn't want you to enjoy the life in the eventual salvation that comes from living a balanced life. So let's get our lives in order. Let's strip away all of the stuff of the modern day and get back in touch with ourselves and each other.
the walk around the lake, the hug, the downtime, the time to be bored, the luxury of being bored. You don't have to push as much because when it's all said and done, who cares if you have a bigger apartment, a bigger house, a bigger car, another degree? I'm 55 years old in April. I am still working, yet in my heart, I'm retired. I'm still striving, will always strive until God calls me home with my God-given mission. But I'm pulling away from this system because if I didn't get it by now, to be a billionaire, it ain't happening. And I'm not going to spend the last few precious years of my life or whatever time God has given me in pursuit of something that doesn't matter. You want to live. Let's live life. Find something to make you laugh today. Call somebody that you didn't speak to in a long time and cheer them up. Let's get into the human side of things. Talk to you later. Leave your comments. Remember, call me if you need me. Brother Scurve out. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.